Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Tales from the Backlog. We're back with Jack Allen, talking about Dark Souls bosses this time. The Furtive Pygmy. Yes, the Furtive Pygmy Jack Allen and the artist behind this podcast's cover art. So whether or not you listened to us talk for three hours and 15 minutes about Dark Souls earlier this week, or if you're just joining us for this episode, we are going to go on tiermaker.com and do tier lists for the Dark Souls bosses. So we will post a link to this tier list if you'd like to make your own, and we will also post my tier list and Jack's tier list as we are going to do these separately. Uh, throughout based on our own opinions so it should go without saying though but i do need to mention at the beginning of the episode that this will contain full spoilers for the entire game of dark souls and the dlc artorius of the abyss so um we talked in the regular episode the main episode about dark souls about the bosses which are pretty much fantastic wouldn't you agree jack Oh, absolutely. These bosses are just, uh, you know, the the majority of them are, are so memorable. Yeah. And at the very least, if, if they're not fantastic, you know, fights, which some of them are, some of them aren't, most of them are super memorable for one reason or another. Sometimes that reason is uh, really cool and sometimes it's not. But what are you going to do? Can't all be perfect. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at this tier list and we have, uh, let's, I counted it earlier, but then I forgot. We have uh, 26 bosses on this list. So that includes the bosses from Artorius of the Abyss. So uh, ready to get started with this, Jack? Let's, let's dive in there. Let's, let's get picked up by that crow. <laughs> yes. And, so And taken into, into it. Imagine, yeah. So uh, Jack and I have just woken up in the Undead Asylum, and the first boss that we face is the Asylum Demon. So Jack, on the tier list, which goes from S, A, B, C, D, and F, uh, where would you put the Asylum Demon? I have the Asylum Demon at B, um, B? right in the middle. Yeah. yeah, me too. Oh, nice. That's really good. Um I, I kind of really, really like him. He, he's his design is kind of spread out through the game a little bit because he's like got uh, two triplets, you know. He's got yeah, two exactly. twin brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that's interesting, you know. Like, what's the story there behind that? Um, you you besides, can kind of read into it. Yeah. <laughs> besides the developers, like they're like, "Oh yeah. shit, we need a boss. Just copy the asylum demon." Lava skin. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I I really like the Asylum Demon because he he's just the first kind of good roadblock that tells you what the rest of the bosses could be like. And yeah. Because when you're a new player running in, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. You know, and then he he just starts mashing you to pieces. And you well, know? when you run in the first time, you're not even supposed to fight him. You're supposed to go past him and go in that that door to the left. So, yeah. like. That's a good test for for new players or like a, you know, kind of a notifying new players like, hey, this this game is uh, this game is maybe a little bit different than what you're used to. And then the fight itself is basically teaching the main strategy for Dark Souls bosses, which is to like get up in their butt crack or in their crotch uh, as close as possible 
and then run away when they start to attack. That's basically yeah. how you fight this thing. And like ninety percent of other Dark Souls, <laughs> like ninety percent of other Dark Souls bosses. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a winning strategy. You know, it's not shy to teach you that. Or you, if you can get above them, you know, yeah. is, is another one. So. This one also, yeah, it teaches you the plunging attack, which stops. It's useful for the Taurus demon also, but there's not a whole lot of other bosses where you can do the plunging attack, but it does teach you about yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Did, have you ever beaten the stray demon, uh, or the sorry, the asylum demon with um, without taking damage? Uh, on my last playthrough, I started up like last week where I was a sorcerer. Yeah, because mm -hmm. sorcery is easy mode. Um, oh, nice. he, I mean, he never even got close to me in that run. Uh, probably other than that, probably no, like he usually tags me a few times. I've been, I've been getting good, good enough at him where I, I don't take any damage with him. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like a ballet, you know? Yeah. It, it, that, that's where I feel like I really enjoy this boss. That's, that's why he's a B, I think. Yeah. He's a solid B, like a good intro, a good first boss to teach you, like, you have to learn their attacks, you have to get out of the way, um, you can't just, like, tank attacks like you can in, you know, a lot of other uh, action RPGs. So, yeah, good first boss, that's a B. And so, let's see, Jack and I, we got out of the asylum, the uh, crow came and picked us up, took us to Firelink, we got through the what undead berg. <laughs> and we are now facing the Taurus demon, which is the second boss. So Jack, where would you put the Taurus demon? Um, I have the Taurus demon on an A. I a. went high. A lot of people might find that controversial. Okay. So what I about think. the Taurus demon do you like? Well, I I like that he is my personal kind of roadblock when I was on the Xbox 360. It took me two days to defeat him, and I got the first epic win. You know, that, that super high feeling you get when you defeat a boss and mm -hmm. that's challenged you. That was my first kind of adrenaline rush of going, I want to fight more bosses, you know, like this. And yeah. it was super janky, super cheesy, and the music was just uh, sweaty palms, you know, galore. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loved... I loved hating him, you know? I think yeah. like, my t-shirt was just drenched in sweat by the end of the time, the first time I beat him, you know? Yeah, I think so the I first time him. I fought him too, it was like that. It's it's definitely yeah. not like, it's definitely not a comfortable fight. And I, I learned about the, you know, you can kill that archer and go up there. And that's a good way for the game to show you like, hey, try this, come up here and see what you can do by putting that skeleton up there. Uh, so that's the Taurus demon's really easy now. He sometimes he hits me when I'm running away, or like if you're trying to do that, like climb up the ladder strategy. Sometimes he'll hit you even though you think you're safe. But it's not really that tough uh, anymore. I'm gonna put the Taurus demon in the B next to the Asylum demon. He's he's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a good spot to put him though. Some people might not classify him as a boss in a sense because he, well, he's reproduced later you know so i'm like mm, i still think he's he's a good lesson learning um mechanic boss yeah well that's it's pretty cool how they do that later with the taurus demon mm -hmm. and the capra demon they be they become just regular enemies and you just like you kill 
several of them and it feels pretty good to do that especially capra because capra is such a wall for a lot of a lot of new players it really teaches you that you've come a long way yeah it's pretty epic so we beat the taurus demon we're on our way uh through the undead parish and we fight the gargoyles so where do the gargoyles go for you jack I have these guys lower down at a C. Uh-huh. You know, they're they're fine. You know, I, I think um it's a good spectacle fight. You know, you come in, you you, you bring your buddy Solaire or your buddy Tom yeah. and you, you walk <laughs> in and you're like, Hey Tom, Solaire, let's fight this gargoyle. You know, and there's you're fighting the gargoyle, he's fire breath on you, you cut off his tail, you start using his tail as a weapon, and then he brings his buddy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, th- then it kind of ramps up and everything like that. But I think over time, once you do that too many times, it, it just becomes fine. It's it's not as exciting as that very first time. The very uh, first time, it is really cool though, because like yeah. you, the gargoyle's not that hard like by itself, so you're probably doing good against it. And then you see that second health bar pop up, and you're like, oh no, oh shit, no, yeah. what? <laughs> And you think there might be more, you know? I honestly think there should be more Belgar Oh, well, you should play, uh, I think it's Dark Souls 2, where you have it to is, fight yeah. four of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I, I so, love that callback. It was very if sweet. You, <laughs> if you like Gargoyles, we got a game for you. <laughs> Some guy walks into a shop. I'm looking for a game with Gargoyles. I'm just a big Gargoyles fan. <laughs> yeah, and as if I can fight as many of them as possible, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. I have the gargoyles in the um I'll put them in the B cuz it, it's fun. It's really fun the first time and uh I like I said in the main episode, I like sunbrowing here uh for new players or I mean, I guess it would be new players who are summoning help for the gargoyles. I like sunbrowing here. It's a lot of fun to co-op them. Yeah. It's fun to so, just cheer people on as well. Like dress yeah. <laughs> yourself up as as Solaire if you can, and just and get summoned into the world and just not help. You just know, be just, just give them just give them cheers. But you can do it. You know. Yeah. Um, I always think that's quite fun. But not actually help them out at all. No, you got to do it yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would be so mad if I summoned help and they didn't actually help me. But we had yeah. my uh, my thoughts about that kind of stuff in the in the previous episode so let's see here um next up would we say that capra demon is next or um would you say you go to the forest and fight the moonlight butterfly next oh um i would go capra demon okay it's the feels like the logical step i always okay so where would you put capra i have the capra demon at an a interesting yeah it's he's kind of like he's he's up there with the the taurus demon two bros having a beer and they're just like dude we're like we're like sixes in a in a 10 bar you Mm -hmm. know what are we doing in here like uh, they just got lucky one night and uh one of the players just said hey come on into the the a tier you know start enjoying it with the rest (laughs) of the good bosses (laughs) you know Um, okay yeah i I don't know i just think when you first kind of see him he's super edgelord you know, he's got he's got two pet dogs. Uh-huh. He's just he's he's just in the super awful janky arena, and it's the arena sucks. Cheese. Yeah, it is pure designer cheese, and they lay it on thick. 
and I kind of just appreciate that in itself. It's really, yeah. I on one hand, I kind of appreciate how the designers are like, okay, we need a new type of challenge for the players. They beat, you know, our early game bosses. Now we're going to have one where as soon as you open the door, shit is in your face hitting you. And the lesson is to not panic and like just, you know, stay calm, kill the dogs first. That's a that should be an an added rule of Dark Souls. Kill any dog you see as soon as you see it. Yeah. And uh Capra's not that hard now like if you know what you're doing, but I think I said in in the main episode my first playthrough I got so frustrated at Capra that I um I quit playing the game and I started a new character six months later. You went hollow. I did. I went hollow. Yeah. Uh bonus points for Capra because there's a cheese where you can throw dung pies over the wall and poison Capra without even entering the boss arena, which is very I've funny. Meant to, I've meant to try that actually. That's something I've always wanted to do. I've never tried it, but getting dung pies, I think, requires that you go down to Blight Town, and I'm usually not going down to Blight Town that early yeah. in the game. You get you got to get covered in dung pie to get dung pie. Yeah, uh, I'm putting Capra Demon as a C because uh, I the arena kind of sucks. The camera really fucks with you during that too, because the Dark Souls camera doesn't handle enclosed spaces very well. So yeah. he's going in C. Uh, and also, I'm adjusting. I'm moving Asylum Demon up to A because uh, the A tier is a little lonely. So Asylum Demon's going up to A. All right, <laughs> he just got brought, he just got brought into the VIP room. Hell yeah, he <laughs> did. Um, let's uh, let's get Moonlight Butterfly next because you have access to the forest. Uh, you can go in there. And when mm-hmm. my first playthrough, I think Moonlight Butterfly was a very early game boss. So Moonlight Butterfly. Moonlight Butterfly is a C. You know, okay. it's it's a little it's a little forgettable for me, but I do remember me and Tom. We were one of our first co-op bosses together, mm-hmm. and he told me the strategy. He was just like, you know, keep your shield up, keep moving, dick, duck, dodge, dip, roll, all of that, and yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and he just killed the boss. He just killed it all on his own. He was like so epic, you know. And that that's how it happened. And I was like, huh? I didn't even see the boss. You know, I was like. Where is it? What's happening? You know, uh, so so for me, I always rate the Moonlight Butterfly just kind of meh. Yeah, know? I don't think it's a great boss. It's like if you're good at Dark Souls, but you don't have a ranged uh, attack. If you're not a sorcerer, you don't have a bow that does good damage. You you have to dodge its magic attacks, which can one shot you if you're not like ready for it. So you just have to dodge it and then just like wait for it to go land. And it doesn't feel good to like have this boss fight mastered. And then you're like, I have to wait 30 seconds for it to fly around and decide to land. So um, I'm putting this in the D tier. It's not, it's not F tier. I'm saving that for something special later, but I'm putting it in D. I don't think it's a very fun boss and it hits really fucking hard. If that magic hits you. Yeah, I think I'll put I would I would move mine down lower. I actually drew a little X on MS <laughs> Paint on my on my one in the C list. So he, he okay. really should be lower, you know, for yeah. me. Yeah, Moonlight Butterfly kinda sucks. Um next up, let's see. Next up, 
we'll say the next boss is the gaping dragon. You're going to go down because now you need to go down to Blight Town. And uh, uh, one way to go do that is through the depths. So you need to fight the gaping dragon. So where would you put the gaping dragon? I have the gaping dragon like sitting in the VIP booth surrounded by all the badass <laughs> ninja babes in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Demon, Taurus Demon are just there. Look at that badass. Like, uh-huh. he's he's in the A tier. Okay. You know, he's really memorable for me and just super weird and cool. So yeah. weird and cool. I actually drew the gaping dragon. Instead of having a little crocodile head, a Steve Buscemi head. Uh, <laughs> for fun. Because I was like, what would make this even more creepy and weird? Yeah. <laughs> so he comes up out of the uh the this dank hole in this huge open cavern. And you just see this tiny Steve Buscemi head rise up and go, hey, hello, fellow chosen ones. Mm-hmm. And then he comes up and there's this disgusting six-legged dragon with spines all over his stomach. It is yeah. the biggest boss in the game, I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah, maybe other than Calamite, it's huge. Yeah. And Ceaseless Discharge, too. But yeah, it's yeah. huge. Um, He's so big. It's amazing. Yeah, Gaping Dragon goes in the A tier for me, too. The fight is awesome. like... The fight is pretty fun, um, yeah. but the design on the gaping dragon is like incredible. Like, it, it's yeah. such a weird and cool and metal as fuck like design for a yeah. boss. It's so good. And so, anyone, if you're if you're listening to this episode and you've never played Dark Souls, just Google a picture of the gaping dragon, and you'll see what I mean. It's I mean, it's just like a mess of teeth everywhere. Like, it like. It has like a, it looks like it has like a stomach on the outside and just opens up and just like envelops you inside of it. It's a, it's a very cool design. It's wild. Uh, I, I Googled it and I had my, uh, you know, your safe search filter on, uh, off. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got a lot of rule 34, you know, that's uh-huh. where if it exists, there was porn of it. Yes. You know, so yeah, Gaping Dragon, I was surprised, you know, uh, to see yeah. some, some like female looking gaping dragons or something. <laughs> I was like, this is really creative though. It, so. Yeah. Creative and horrible and terrible yeah. and all of the above. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been reading Casca. Yeah. Um, so let's see after the gaping dragon and you head down into blight town and you fight uh Quilag down there. So where's Quilag going for you? Quilag is um, in the bed of chaos. Oh, sorry, I, I read the bed of chaos. She's in the S tier. Um, okay, that, that's that's where she is. Um, yeah, what what do you think about Qui- uh, sorry Quilag first? Yeah, Quilag's going in the A tier for me. Um, I first of all, the design is great, like mm-hmm. creepy as fuck, like giant flame spider with the torso of a naked woman is just very um it's very cool it's a cool design and then the fight itself is really fun um i don't one of on my first playthrough she was really really hard and i had to summon help to beat her and subsequent playthroughs she's not that bad but still a very fun fight i think the fight is fun and the design is cool as hell a tier yeah i think you're helped by um man eater um the the only female I think NPC, no, not really, but like kind of the only other melee one. 
Um, she's got like a butcher cleaver or something like this. Um, but, but yeah, that intro into uh, Quilag was just just so nuts. When, yeah. when, when I saw her, I was like, something's not right here, you know? It's, if she... If she's if she's hot and single, she's probably crazy. If she's hot and single, uh, she's probably got a spider for a body, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and and the you know the this got a reputation online where if you're the lead up to her chamber is really good. It sets the mood so well. So you have like when these these guys when you're going the through the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, and they've got all these eggs on them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like a metaphor for OnlyFans. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna choose not to dig into that, and listeners can think yeah. what they want about that. They one. can, they can exactly. <laughs> we, we did the groundwork. Yeah, um, and the story behind Quilag and the uh, the daughters of chaos is uh, is pretty cool. Like they're basically trying to replicate the first flame, and they fucked it all up and created demons. And this is. Like her, I think her transformation is part of this too, as far as I know. So it's a cool backstory there and also cool boss design, fun fight. Um, Yeah, A A tier. Set a trend for the rest of the Soulsborne games to have a creepy spider. Yeah. You know, that's nice to have. Let's see. Yeah, it's not enough spiders in games. Let's, well, Demon Souls has a big ass spider boss, and Dark Souls Two has a giant spider boss, and I can't remember if there's one in Dark Souls Three or not. But yeah, a lot of big spiders. I'm sure there is. Yeah, probably. I put money on it. So um, after you beat Quilag, we've rung both of the bells of awakening now, and so the door to Sen's fortress is open, and so we're going into Sen's fortress where the boss is the Iron Golem. So where would you put the Iron Golem? Iron Golem, he's he's a B, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's okay, um, but he's he's still good. I mean, you uh, he's he's like your real kind of challenge before um, you get to Anorlando. But there's just something about him that just doesn't stick out to me all that much. Other uh-huh. than if he if he hits you or anything like that, like it, he brings the pain. Yeah. You know. Um, he does hit really hard. Yeah, and and it's a really interesting kind of arena, but I just don't think he fits. That I don't know. Zone. I think I think he fits the. I don't know. This type of boss fits in Dark Souls, but you're right. There's not a whole lot memorable about the fight, uh, other than the fact that you and the boss can both fall to your death off the edge of the arena. And yeah. have you ever gotten him to go off the edge before? Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. He's it's like the it's actual hard. fight takes a long time, so if you know how to do it, you might as well try to get him to just fall off the edge. Yeah, it, it may even happen like accidentally, you know, and you're just sort of like, What? What happened? Yeah. You know? It, it's it's kind of cool that gravity affects bosses like that to such yeah. a degree. But like imagine imagine how terrifying it would be, you know, it's so memorable if he does fall off but they have like a code written in that he crawls back up or something. Oh, like yeah. Animation. <laughs> you would just be like, oh, shit. There ain't yeah. no cheesing out of this one. Like, you've got to really fight him. Because he's a giant. Of course he can climb a wall. Well, yeah, and like the the developer, like FromSoft has at least a couple bosses that I know of where you can get them to just fall off the edge, and that's the it. That's it. And they're 
they've been aware of it this whole time and they didn't, you know, patch it out. So you can get, uh, actually they might've fixed the one in Dark Souls 2, but uh, you can get him to fall off the edge and he's dead. And it's very Amazing. cool. But more often that happens to me and I'm the one that falls off the edge. Yeah. Uh, gravity is really the 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 the, the s tier boss yep thou you know, shalt it's, respect it's, gravity <laughs> it is the boss that makes other bosses die yeah exactly it's the ultimate boss gwyn <laughs> gwyn has nothing on that on gravity ornstein and smo nothing on gravity okay. yeah <laughs> um okay so we beat the iron golem and you uh are transported to an orlando and before we get to the boss of an orlando we should talk about the painted world because you can go in the painted world during this. So the boss of the painted world is crossbreed Priscilla. So where would you put Priscilla? I have her up in S tier, you know, so it's her, her and Quilag, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and they're just, you know, it's kind of unique to have these kind of like, you know, dark kind of bosses and then you have this really light boss you know who's got music in her arena you Uh know and has this really cool effect where she goes invisible right right yeah that that was just so interesting and the whole lead up to her the the snow and footsteps very atmospheric and that was really unique to me i think for dark souls and it was kind of sad to to kind of kill her though because she's optional, like she's just she is optional. She's and, optional, and, I, I, and yeah. doesn't she doesn't she tell you like she says something to the effect of like, "Hey, don't don't come in here. We don't have to, you know. Yeah. If you come in here, I'm gonna have to kill you or something like that." She she gives you some kind of warning, as far as I remember. Yeah, so, something like that. Like, don't turn your back on her, <laughs> or something yeah. like that, or hey, don't walk away from me. <laughs> I don't know. If- She's in the C tier for me. Um, I'm not really a fan of the turning invisible and looking for the uh, footsteps there. Not really a fan of that. See where that would work really well if it was like a camera view was up high, you know, kind of game. Because when you like, it is like Legend of Zelda, but 3D. So you have a third person camera. Mm -hmm. But if that camera was above you, like Link to the Past, that mechanic would work really well where you could see the steps move around you you know but like it you is kind of hard to see camera. the steps it's very yeah and like yeah. she come out of nowhere with her scythe you know and um, you will die a lot yeah yeah she's kind of tough and you can cut her tail off too so if you're into cutting if cutting off tails you yep. cut her tail off as far as i know i got a little belt full of tails and yeah <laughs> yeah in uh in my little hut in the undead burg I have a wall with all of my tails that I've collected. Someone's on Etsy already. Um, (laughs) And another very cool, uh, I like how after you beat her, the way that you exit the painted world is you just run the fuck, you just run off a ledge and that's how you leave. (laughs) That's that's not how you leave. That's not how you leave places. I mean, I tried, maybe I'll try tomorrow. That's how I'm going to leave school once I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah, that was Priscilla. Priscilla's in the C tier for me. And next up is Ornstein and Smo. Ornstein and Smo. 
So where are you putting them? I'm trying to find them. Uh, unfortunately, the pictures are very dark. Um, well, it is Dark Souls. It's true. If you want better, if you want better pictures, find Light Souls. <laughs> yeah, you you go or first. While I, try, while I try and locate them, uh, David. Okay. All right. Um, Ornstein and Smo are in the A tier for me, mostly because they are so memorable, and the fight is super memorable too. Like I find this fight to be damn near impossible to do on my own but um it's super memorable and i i mean like when you're fighting them and you beat the first one and the second one gets like supercharged and like gets bigger like you think i don't know you beat one of them and you're like hell yeah i beat uh ornstein like i always try to beat ornstein first and you're like, hell yeah, I beat Ornstein. And then Smo like smashes his dead body with his hammer and he grows and gets like electricity and stuff. It's uh it's a very oh shit moment. It's it's epic. It, it really is. Very, very cool. I, I find where where mine mine are, they're in B. I couldn't see them because Ornstein looks like he's hiding behind Smo. Or yeah. uh, <laughs> some very people sneaky. call them uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it Biggie Smalls? I think they called them. <laughs> uh huh. You know, something like that. They have a lot of nicknames online. That's for sure. Um, they're a very memeable boss. Yeah, my my guys are in B. Um, I co-op these guys with my bud, and mm-hmm. um, we took it in turns defeating each one differently. So, yeah. I had um, Smo turn ginormous for me, so I got his armor set because I just thought that was just super weird. But then Tom. Uh, fought um, Ornstein and he got giant and he just punished us. Dude. That that lightning spear epic. Dude, so I was just going to ask you, like, which one do you try to fight when they, because one of them is going to get big. I was going to ask you which one you like to fight. Um, I, I really like the challenge of fighting um, Ornstein all the way to make him even tougher. Because I, I don't know, like, I don't find them that that difficult. Oh. As bosses, yeah, okay. I don't know. I I, w- I would hang out there and co-op for other people and just kind of just help out because I, I just find them really enjoyable. But it is, you know, if if you know what you're doing, like you probably won't even take damage. Uh, I I am going to push back on that because I I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing and I can't beat them by myself. I just think it's. Like or like you're constantly trying to keep distance from Smo and Ornstein is just zipping around the arena. It's just too much for me by myself. And like the last time I was playing, I made the mistake because I died to like Mega Smo a few times and I made the mistake of being like, okay, I'm going to fight Mega Ornstein this time. And Mega Ornstein is like a hundred times harder because he's fast and has this huge reach and he's just fucking giant. It's crazy. So yeah. Mega Smo is still the way to go, even though it's hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, he he's just a, <laughs> he's he's a lot easier to manage, you know, space wise. Um, it, it's it's just a kind of a cool achievement when you defeat those two bosses as well. It is know? definitely an achievement it's, for sure. It it's awesome. Like a lot of people just go, "Game's done." That's cool. I've been playing this game for sixty hours now, and I've got to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> your first both- playthrough, yeah. Yeah, most normal normal length games like Skyrim, you, I don't know, or Metal Gear Solid, you'd be done by then. Uh, mm-hmm. This game, it's got a lot more to teach you. So, 
the game is not done and you get the Lord Vessel. And so this is where the game kind of goes up and it goes non-linear. And you can go to any of these four spokes to get these um, to get these uh, Lord Souls. So let's, which one do you want to go down first? Um, I think let's go down into the catacombs. Okay, so we're going to fight Pinwheel. So where do you put Pinwheel? Yeah. Pinwheel is an S-tier boss for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I really, really like Pinwheel because he just kind of comes out of nowhere. He has zero setup. Yeah. Um, you're just walking along and you just look down into this kind of pit. Um, or yeah. this kind of um, these, weird these giant coffins it's that are surrounding coffin. this like uh, this arena yeah. here, and and you look in and it's super cool design. Like it is someone yeah. really went to town. There's like candles, there's books. It is if you're into books, you're gonna like Pinwheel. I think you know he's he's yeah. a total nerd. You yeah. know, he's, he's just <laughs> he there reading, reading, you know, Snoopy and. Uh, <laughs> spider-man and all this kind of stuff what is he doing he he doesn't even know you're there when you yeah. enter the arena that's he's the like, thing oh, like what are you doing here yeah exactly that's the thing he's like he's working he's doing yeah. his fucking necromancy or whatever it is he's doing in there he's just chilling and you just like walk into his arena he's not like one of these like bosses that you need to kill for story purposes you just like happen to walk into his arena and he's like who the fuck's interrupting my research do you want some tea you know yeah. and then he's like you backstab him and he's just like we could have been friends yeah no. i had so no, much research left to do yeah i mean so you keep dying i'm i'm researching necromancy i could help you <laughs> yeah no. hey i could he's use dead. you mr undead like you could kind of help me with this that would be really cool actually imagine that like that would be a great dlc kind of thing if they kind you, of just uh, retconned uh pinwheel <laughs> you you shirk cool. your responsibilities as the chosen undead to just like work with pinwheel on his research yeah. yeah exactly like you just have hobbies like loads of mini games like you play snooker and darts yeah like, read comics he's so, a bro he could be he has he has yeah. bro potential for sure he and he's in the a tier for me he's um nice. the design on him is really cool with his masks and stuff uh, like you said, the arena you fight him in is really cool. The music for the pinwheel fight is very like different from the other Dark Souls music. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's very really, cool. Really good boss, and and his his items that he drops. Like a lot of the bosses don't really drop items that are so specific, mm -hmm. uh, but pinwheels are really specific because whichever face you kill him with, you pick up that mask. And they have oh, very okay. specific advantages, like the father mask gives you better equip load, I think. The mother mask, I think, gives you something very specific, and so does the child mask. But that leads into his story. That's why he's doing necromancy. He's trying to bring them back. Yeah. You know, so he's wearing the, the faces of his family. Like, Pinwheel could be the mother. Pinwheel could be the daughter or the, the, the child, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you, you, it's so ambiguous. That's why I think story reason he's up in S tier, because... If you read into it, he's very interesting. And in the other um, other contribution that Pinwheel has made, he contributed to one of the biggest like PvP memes uh, for Dark Souls, which is like oh, yeah? the giant dad outfit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah, 
That's uh, another reason for him to be in the S tier. And so when you beat Pinwheel, you're going down into the Tomb of the Giants, and you're taking on Nito, who's the first one, I think, from that opening cutscene that we're actually going to fight in this yeah. kind of simulated playthrough here. So where is Nito for you? Nito is A tier. Like, okay. he, is, he is the cool guy in the VIP club, you know? Um, I love Nito. In all my imaginings of Nito, he's wearing a pair of sunglasses that have, like, the slats. <laughs> you know, yellow neon sunglasses or something, and, like, a, a hip-hop hat. Like, there's something <laughs> okay. so cool about Nito. <laughs> I don't the know design is. is really cool, yeah. It's yeah. super cool. I've done a drawing of him. Um, so any With of the Steve listeners, Buscemi's face on it. With Steve Buscemi's face on him, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can check it out on my uh, on my Instagram. It's kind of like a neon, punk neon version of Neo. Neto. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was really fun to draw him because what you don't see with Neto is he's he's a skeleton that's made out of skeletons and giant mm-hmm. skeletons. And he's got this like we- weird black shroud on him. Whoever designed him and then had to animate him, I bet the animators hated the designer by the end of it because there's so much going on yeah there's a lot going on which is a trend in the later uh souls games there's always like you know cloth flapping around or like bloodborne is just hair everywhere or fur everywhere too much too much so too much hair uh nito's in the b tier for me because i don't really like the i don't really like the fight much but i love the design the design is fantastic yeah i agree i agree i think um the, the the resurrection aspect of the arena yeah. there's so there's a big mob there yeah. um you're not going to get much uh, co-op potential down there um yeah. it's going to be really tough i'm not a huge fan of bosses that um not a huge fan of bosses that rely on ads to be like part of the boss strategy so nito is like automatically down a little bit because of that yeah, he probably did. He didn't get much of a um, a unique boss move set. I think he he could have done some really cool stuff. Like imagine if he he sucked you into the ground or something, or <laughs> yeah, skeletons that would be cool. grabbed you and held you in place. You yeah, know, while he wails on you or something. I mean, there's so much opportunity there for cool stuff. But again, it's it's a game of its time. You know, if they if they did a redo or remake of of Dark Souls in the in the future, I'm sure potential there perhaps yeah yeah um let's see here so we're done with that spoke we got the lord soul from nito so which other lord soul are we going to go for next i went to um i think it was new londo ruins i think okay next. yeah so we, the four we, kings yeah so where are the four kings for you they're a d <laughs> they're like okay. they're like the first one down in the D list. I was going like, to say you've been into the nightclub. You've been pretty positive on the a lot of the bosses so far. So four kings are down in the D tier. Oh yeah, you, you'll you'll know what's in my D tier. Like they're just so kind of like meh. But like the four kings is the only one that's not like super meh. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I like the kind of atmosphere, the story, everything is fine. But I don't know. There's just something about them that's that I just don't like. I mean, maybe it's it's just all about damage, like just yeah. output of damage, that kind of aspect. Yeah. Um, it's very um, kind of... Uh, what, what's that thing where you have loads of flashing lights in your face? 
you know, and you could have a seizure. Oh, like, uh, I don't know, like... Yeah, it's like I'm, that. I can't think of the term, but yeah, like just sensory yeah. overload or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it is. There's so much happening. Like, it's like having four Nitos fight you at once in a big black room. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, dude. The, the fight sucks. I'm putting it in the D tier too. All it oh, is yeah. is like, because one of the four kings one of the four kings by itself is not that hard and it's really just a race to kill them before the others show up and like make sure that you don't have more than two of them on the screen at the same time and like my first playthrough this was so so difficult like i spent like a week fighting the four kings um I don't remember, Amazing. like, maybe I didn't have my weapon upgraded or something, but still, it, it sucked. And then this most recent playthrough, it still sucked, even though I did have everything upgraded. I knew it's a DPS thing, so I saved it for, like, one of the last bosses before Gwyn, uh, the Four Kings. But still, yeah, not a fan. It's in the D tier. And, like, the King's designs, like, should look cool. Like, yeah. they do look cool, but that's not enough to raise it up. You don't so. get to really see them, you know. Yeah. There's no, there's no lead up to see them. They spent more of that on the setup for the boss, mm-hmm. and then the atmosphere of fighting the boss. But the bosses themselves have zero character. The idea of going down into the abyss, yeah. to fight the bosses—that's cool. But it's very cool, yeah. Um, I, I just think that there's, um, there's just something so meh about them. Yeah, for yeah, sure, definitely. Um, so we beat the four kings. Uh, let's. We have two major spokes left, but yeah. there's one boss on here that's not really involved. Actually, there's two other bosses that are not really involved with those spokes. So let's get those done. Uh, let's first let's do Sif. Oh yeah. So where um, is Sif on your tier list? Uh, S tier, all yep, the way. Yeah, me too. He's a good oh, yeah. boy. Absolutely. I, I think you'd be just like a criminal if you didn't. You're petting your little Sif down there right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My little uh, mini Sif just showed up. He knows we're talking about canines. Yeah. Imagine if uh, Sif was a um, uh, that type of dog. Uh, was it? A what schnauzer. Kind of dog is yeah. It? A schnauzer, yeah. If Sif was a schnauzer with a, a sword in, in his mouth. Good Halloween yeah. costume. I should so, get him. I should get him a little stuffed sword toy and stick it in his mouth, and uh, well, he'll really carry it around. Good. So that'll be really cool. I got to get on that. Yeah, that that's definitely one for the Instagram. Uh, check it out, guys. Uh, Tales of the backlog is that right? Tales, yeah, Tales, Tales from, the, from backlog. the backlog on Instagram. Great posts. Um, yeah, Sif is really cool. I think it's an emotional fight in a sense because the. The nuance in the design is that when you hurt Sif, I mean, you can see see it limping. Oh, dude, you know? yeah. It's and it's so oh. sad because like well, you and I, we've had dogs before, and like nothing mm-hmm. is more sad than when your dog like hurts itself and is limping around. You're like, Oh buddy, are you okay? Like, but in this yeah. case you're like, Oh buddy, like I'm sorry, but I have to you know, I have to I have to kill you. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's the only like kind of fight that has a uh, it's optional as well but it has an mm-hmm. emotional cost because yeah. you know you decided to go in there and do that that's on you yeah the dog was minding its own business yeah you, yep. know? you um, decided to disturb artorius's grave 
Yeah. So really interesting um, story as well for that. If people want to check it out, um, I recommend them check out the backstory with Sif yeah. and Artorius. And Artorius. Yeah. It's a, it's a good backstory. It's a, like knowing that story really adds a lot to the like emotion of the boss fight. And then when Sif starts limping around and you're like, oh God, I don't feel so good about, it's like a shadow of the Colossus thing. You're like, I feel terrible about what I'm doing right now. So (laughs) it's a S tier. It's the first one in the S tier for me, Sif. Oh, nice. Very good. And then the next boss, uh, before we get back on these spokes, the next one, which is optional, is the Stray Demon. Where do I have my Stray Demon? Oh, yeah, he's in the A tier. Okay. He was a big roadblock for me. Um, the arena is really challenging to go he's back hard. to the asylum. Yeah. He's tough. It took me maybe an entire day of fighting him. And my buddy Tom was on co-op with me the entire time while he was running around in the game. And mm-hmm. he defeated him really easily. Maybe the first time. You have to get certain items to get down there. You have to get certain items to not you know, die. And you have to immediately kind of you know, push the initiative to, to fight him. Because if, if you let him take the initiative in the fight, he is going to absolutely demolish you. And I think that's kind of the cool lesson about the Stray Demon. Is that yeah. like if you, if you want to keep moving forward uh, in the game, you've got to move forward through this boss, essentially. Because you're not getting out of here, um, essentially. Yeah, exactly. You, you need to beat him to get out. The thing that kind of sucks is you take fall damage when you enter the fight. Because you fall down, and so you take a chunk of your damage you should probably heal right after that. So it takes away one of your Estus uh, because he hits really hard. Um, It's a boss that I had fun learning. Like, oh yeah. Because unlike the Asylum Demon, you, you, even for like experienced players, he's not very easy and you'll probably die a few times. So I don't know. I had a lot of, a lot of fun learning it. He's like similar enough to the Asylum Demon, but he will punish a couple of the strategies that you use to like make the asylum demon really easy. Like if you get up close to him, he has this like huge AOE attack that you need to like notice and immediately get the fuck out. But yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I I'm putting him in the A tier with the asylum demon. Um, I think he's really hard, but I think it's a fun fight. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think he's definitely the older of the, the three brothers. Um, yeah, I think so. Like, (laughs) <laughs> he, he he really just kicks ass, you know. Um, super epic boss. He's actually the first boss you see in the game, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You look to your right after leaving the cage, and, and there he's him. just stomping around. Like, and you're you can hear him like, in there, too. Yeah. yeah. He's just muttering about his, his brothers, just being like, God damn it, I'm stuck in here. They're wandering around, having good times. Yeah. Weird weird boss, but really cool. Definitely up there. Yeah, definitely cool. All right, next up, we are back to the spokes. So we're going to head back to, let's see, you want to go to Anne Orlando, or do you want to go down into the Demon Ruins and Isolith? Um, Let's go to Anne Orlando, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's do the optional one first. And the optional one is Gwendolyn. Where yeah. would you put Gwendolyn? Gwendolyn is a D. Okay. Absolute suckage. You know? <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Be- because you have to destroy the amazing rendition of his 
his sister, you know, um, Guinevere. He's just, he's just such a great canvas to look upon. And, <laughs> and you have to, you have to banish her from, from the game. Do you, you have know? to? I think so. Yeah. To, to open up the, the kind of passage to get there. I, I think you do have to, to do that. I'm I not sure. People, if there's comments sure if you do. in this, people should correct me because I could be yeah. wrong. Um, if anyone knows, let us know. Um, I'm not sure if you have to kill uh, Guinevere or not. Oh, well, I did. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. Look what you did. But yeah. anyway, uh, the Gwendolyn fight is like, I don't think it's very interesting. Like, I'm going to put it in the, yeah, I'm going to put it in the D tier. Like, it's not very interesting. All you have to do is run down this endless hallway, um, dodge his magic, use these like pillars at the sides of the hallway for like um, cover and then get up close to him and smack him a few times. And I think the last time I played it, I put on a bunch of like magic resist armor, which was really light. And I had two handed, like a big ass weapon. Like I got some huge two handed weapon down in the tomb of the giants. I can't remember what it is. And um, you can just like, kill him in one combo and if you get up close to him and you know kind of stun lock him a little bit and uh yeah it, it's just not a very interesting fight it, it's beautiful because an orlando is a beautiful setting but uh yeah i agree d tier gwendolyn gwendolyn didn't know what he was getting himself in for to be honest yeah <laughs> you know, he, he he's just one of these lords who's just thinks he's a big shot but i i co-op this one as well i mean it's it's kind of cool with a friend because you can kind of like cover each other, go like you know, move up to the next pillar, you know, move up to the next pillar, mm-hmm. block block for someone or take a hit. It makes it a bit more interesting, a bit more fun. But like, he he's a magic user. I mean, and he he creates illusions. There's no illusions really, and mm-hmm. which could have been interesting. Like you try to fight him and it's an illusion. He's further on. You try oh, to I'm fight glad him. they I, didn't do that. That's a it, Zelda it, it, thing. It could have been. An, I don't an want attrition. that in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe they just said, ah, maybe we shouldn't. You know, but there was a lot of potential to create a more interesting boss. I think. Um. So he's just a bit meh. Yeah, I agree. D. Um. So after Gwendolyn, the required boss here is to go into the Duke's archives and the Ice Cavern, and fight Seath. So where are you putting Seath? Seath is S-tier. Okay. Yeah. He's... Explain he's yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he really... Like, he, he, could, he could easily be meh. I know that. Like, um, But Seath was a really epic fight. Like He was one where myself and Tom, we were, we were to the wire with our health, like 1% health both of mm-hmm. us and both of us died in each other's co-op so w- we helped as much as we could and then we just we were popping humanities to heal each other and to stay mm-hmm. in the fight as long as we could even when the estus was gone and it was just keep going keep moving do not stop essentially and like i just loved that aspect of it um he's he's just a weird looking boss and he's the boss that personally my story was connected to like who is this weird guy who's you know he's he's got you know name drops in the undead parish the undead burg you see his minions kidnapping these maidens and then you see what happens to them 
you know, uh, if you're doing a cleric run, that's probably even more poignant because I think one of the characters there gets kidnapped. So there's there's a lot of there's a bit of NPC potential there. So when you get to give him a bit of whoop ass, you know, you can really open up on him. I think he's he's a cool kind of story boss if you want him to be. He's very cool. He is he is cool in the story, and I love the design of Seath. And I think that the boss fight is not very fun. And the boss run is horrible for Seath. If you die, it is a long and frustrating boss run. So I'm I'm putting Seath in C uh, because Mm -hmm. just aesthetically, like the dragon without scales is very, very cool. But yeah, uh, everything about actually fighting him kind of sucks. So C for me, C for Seath, even though that's not how you spell it. Yeah, like the only reason you're here and everyone else is here is because of Seath. You know, he betrayed <laughs> the dragons. So yes. this is all okay, happened yeah. because of him. Yeah. You know, so like. So, so I should put it, him, I should move him down. For yeah, I think so. Causing my existence. Yeah. Because like, you, you, I mean, you didn't have to be here, but now you're here. Just cleaning yeah. up his mess. All right. So we beat Seath. And we get his, uh, his, uh, Lord Soul, and we need to go down into the Demon Ruins and the uh, Lost Isolith now. And so we have oh, actually yeah. four more bosses uh, before, uh, before that. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I is Ceaseless dis- Discharge the first boss you fight when you go down here? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so ceaseless discharge. A lot of people see ceaseless discharge from the distance, and I know mm-hmm. you can actually you can take him on after you fight Quilag. You can yeah. you can run down there and get that his item set that he's, mm-hmm. he's protecting, which I think in the story they say is one of the sisters of his sisters that was a chaos witch, uh, and was turned you into know. the ceaseless discharge. Um, p- possibly, yeah, or it could be his own body he's looking over because he was transformed into this lava demon. So once you take the items from that body, he starts attacking you. Uh-huh. You know, okay. and it's a really cool moment where it's kind of like Temple Run or something where you're just trying to run away. Uh, but mm-hmm. his his fight is, just, he's a D-tier all the way. I yep. mean, it's super janky. Yeah. What did you, what did you think? Yeah, he's D for me, and he's only F. He's only not an F because the F is a special place in hell for one of the <laughs> bosses that we have left. So, yeah. uh, ceaseless discharge is a D for me. I don't think the fight is very interesting. You basically have to find one of two cheeses that I know of uh, to beat mm-hmm. it, and I've never fought this thing fair because I don't think it's very fun to fight it fair. So I don't. There's I don't one think cheese. It's even an option. No one fights him fair. Yeah, well, I'm sure you could, but, like, why would you? It's not rewarding in any way. So, like, there's one cheese where you can get him to, like, fall through the level and kill himself, and I did that my first playthrough. And then my second playthrough, I fought him a little bit more fair, but you just, like, go hang out in a corner and bait his, like, arm slam, and you, you know, get out of the way and whack it a few times and then do it again takes like That's, five minutes to kill him it's not very fun so d i think i think that glitch is even escalated to the point where if you hit him maybe even three times he dies 
It's it's not mm-hmm. even not not even that long. Like it's it's very just underwhelming for a ginormous lava demon. Um, it, it's a little bit of a letdown. Um, from the design point, that's why uh, he's, he's so low. Ceaseless discharge also gets uh, points for having one of the grossest names for a boss that I've ever heard. The ceaseless discharge. Oh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> so whoever did the English translation on that, props to them. Uh, for yeah. <laughs> this, maybe it would be an F if it didn't have like the grossest and coolest name ever. Yeah, it's very cool. It's metal. Yeah. So after that, I think is the demon fire sage, if I'm remembering right. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll say it's next. So where's the demon fire sage for you? It's a C. Um, okay. I I found the demon fire sage. You know. He's okay. I mean, there's. I think you you meet up with Solaire just before, and he helps you for this fight. I but, think Solaire fights you for the centipede. Yeah. Oh, that's. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with Demon Fire Sage, he is the. Is he the other? Um. Straight Asi- kind of. Twin. Yeah, the yeah. asylum demon triplet. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think when when Tom and myself d- discovered him in our path after just fighting maybe seven Taurus demons without taking any damage, we yeah. just we walked up to this guy. We just dropped our weapons by our sides. And we were like looked at each other and we went, "Let's just knock this guy over." And we we just ran through him, man. Like it w- it was ridiculous how easy he was to us. And I I understand like it's probably not for everybody, but it was a very cool moment. That's why he's in a sea. Um, yeah. But like as the, the the third twin, you know, he's on fire. He looks kind of pathetic. We we yeah. put him out of his misery. I put him as a B. Um, I think it's mm. a pretty fun fight. Like uh, if it's not clear, I like the asylum stray demon demon fire sage. I like that those boss fights. Yeah, and this one has fire, and it's I don't know. It's just it's kind of cool. B is like a average. Like I don't I don't dislike this fight the way that I. You know, I dislike Seath and some of the other fights down below. So I'll put this one as yeah. a B. It's it's fine. Yeah, my my um, my one is like you know, Stray Demon A, Asylum Demon B, uh, Demon Fire Sage C. So they're tiered themselves, like, and that 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 didn't happen on purpose. That was that was me just looking at each boss, kind of right. going, where do I think they are? But they laid up really well in yeah. tier order from best to worst right and i've got the asylum demon and the stray demon in a and then the demon fire sage down in b so yeah yeah kind of similar and next up is the centipede demon so where would you put that i put him in d because i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) i have no memory of this guy this is the one you need to beat the centipede demon to get the the ring that lets you walk on lava Okay. And um, uh, this is the one that Solaire helps with. And I always yeah. summon Solaire because this fight sucks. And I put it in D because it's, I think it's a bad fight. You is have like, you, you have lava on the floor. Is that right? Yeah. You have, you're, you're on this like tiny little like floor area and the, there's so much lava and the centipede yeah. demon is pretty big. You have like almost no space to work with. And I remember now. Yeah. So like I, I always summon in Solaire and I let Solaire like fight and I just kind of 
shoot arrows or shoot magic or whatever I have. It's not a difficult fight if you do that, but I just don't, I don't like it. And we're starting to get into the part of the game that is famously like rushed and not finished. And I wonder if the centipede demon just got pushed through. So yeah, for, for the amount of lava, it's very undercooked. Yeah. You know, it's a very ironic, um, uh, yeah, he he has a cool setup. I mean, you see him earlier in the demon ruins, chilling, just hanging off a cliff, and you're like, "What is that? You know, who the hell is what? What is that thing? You know, it looks like it should be interesting, um, as a as a thing, but then you just it doesn't do anything. So you go down, and then the cutscene kind of shows you it kind of jumping off that ledge and coming down. You know, like he's been watching you this whole time. Yeah, there there probably should have been more to do with the centipede demon. I mean, even his name is kind of boring. Yeah, well, the idea of a giant flaming centipede is cool. I like that, but everything else about it sucks. So D, D's fair. Do you know what they should have done is this should have gave him Steve Buscemi's face. Yeah, that that would have pushed him up to at least a C, I think. Truly epic. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure if even Steve Buscemi's face could save the bed of chaos, which is next. Yeah, and true. Uh, are you, are, is this the first F for you too? He'd be an F. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone knows. Like I, I would, well, maybe there's someone listening who's like, I kind of like the bed of chaos and I, you, I need you to come on the podcast and explain why <laughs> I, the bed of chaos is horrible. It, it's, yeah. it's still the worst fight in all five of the in all six of the from software games that i've played up until wow it's it's the worst fight the worst boss those are like fighting words i don't know i mean who's gonna come out of the who's gonna come out and defend the bed of chaos well yeah it's true (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm sure Uh. someone you could point to some like some other boss in there's not a boss in Dark Souls 2 that I think is worse than this. So, I mean, Damn. it's like, like it's it's ra- it feels random hmm. which attacks it's going to do. Yeah, and it's either going to slam with its you know tree branches and kind of stun lock you, or it's just going to sweep you into the pits. And yeah, the thing that makes it worse is like you're not going to beat this on your first try. The thing that oh, the no. thing that like makes it bearable is that if you kill one of the side things or both of them, it stays that way in between your attempts. Like, can you imagine if it didn't save that? If that wasn't persistent, how bad this would be? Yeah, I, th- I think um, it, it's it's just like it's a weird boss, you know. It it's. Um, this whole slide into it is very gimmicky. I think like Miyazaki said that like he he re- he kind of regretted it. You know, he just didn't have enough time. And and that's fair. That's kind of like the Hobbit trilogy. You know, it's okay to make <laughs> a pile of shit sometimes. Um <laughs> and 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 regret it later, you know, so that's fine. Um with the bed of chaos, I couldn't even do the jump. Like I'll I'll admit that. I could not do it. And we spent oh, like- so long. Yeah. When you jump down to yeah. get into its like heart, couldn't make the jump. I, yeah, I, I it, even armor, no armor. Just he would hit me, or I'd make the jump and just miss by like you know a little bit. It was yeah. so janky. 
my buddy just walks over and he just says, shh, shh, puts his finger. He's like, dude, I'll do it. And he just runs, <laughs> does it first try. <laughs> you know? And, and, props and kills, to, props to them. kills the thing. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. I mean, that was one where like, I was thinking about it like a few months later and I just went, wow, like you really helped me out there. Like that, that was, that was a bro move. You know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. This boss sucks. It's, and I was going to say earlier before I got sidetracked, the boss fight on its own sucks. And then you add in what I think is actually the longest boss run in any from software game. The longest yeah. one in, in at least in any of the souls games that I've played, there's a really long one in demon souls that sucks, but it's not as long as this one. It's mm-hmm. this is, it's just terrible. And there's, there are two bonfires that you could start from, and both of them are really long. The shorter one, I'm doing in air quotes, the shorter one, you have to go past uh, a Titanite demon on your way there. It's just... Oh, yeah. It's awful. I forgot. He's harder than the boss. Like, I think out of all the bosses, those Titanite demons are tougher than half of them. Those are tough, and they're not on the tier list because they count as mini-bosses, but the yeah. Titanite demons are... There's... Like remember the one in Anne Orlando that's just like in that in that room. It's like a small room yes. and it's got a Titanite demon, and <laughs> yeah. it can like clip through the walls and hit you when you're outside of the room too. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. I I always find it, it kills himself somehow by accident. Um, I don't know how, but like you can just be walking through that area of the game and just get five thousand souls for no reason. I think like oh, yeah. he clips out of the wall or something and just falls. Maybe. So you, you don't ever have to go in that room. So that's nice to know. I always do go in that room because I'm exploring and I always forget that it's got a Titanite demon. So I like I go in the room and I see it and I'm like, oh, shit. Back he's up, he's back like up. sitting on the toilet, you know. You yeah. Just, you just open up. He's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Occupado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you mind? <laughs> yeah. A little privacy, bro. Yeah. Um, Titanite demons are right. weird. So after we beat the bed of chaos and we hate everything, uh, Mm -hmm. we are done with all of the bosses from the main game, except for Gwyn, which we're saving for last. So we're going into the DLC. And uh, I complained about finding the DLC in the main episode. I think it's uh, bullshit, basically. And uh, so, but you do find it because you looked on a wiki and you immediately have to fight the Sanctuary Guardian. So how do you feel about this dude? Um, solid D. Just super okay. meh. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just comes out of nowhere. He's just he's just a roadblock. You know? Yeah. Nothing interesting but, about him at all. That's how I would describe it too. Just a roadblock, just a you know, a creature that you have to fight. No real lore significance that I can think of other than being what's in his name, the Sanctuary Guardian. Yeah. Um, so I'm putting him in C. He's not as he's kind of fun to fight. That's why. Like he's more fun to fight than the things that are in my D tier, the Four Kings and the Moonlight Butterfly. But yeah, yeah not great. He's in my C tier, Sanctuary I, Guardian. I, I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> I, I think I think when you return, you backtrack through that area. He multiplies. Yeah, so I think there's, there's two. two yeah, and and uh, the first one was really tough. Yeah, and it doesn't I, sound I, fun fighting two of them. I just looked at them and went, nah. <laughs> just just ran past them. 
Yeah. You know, it wasn't worth it. Yep. So after the Sanctuary Guardian, the next boss on here is Artorius. Artorius yeah. Ed, Ed, the Abyss Ed, Walker. Or Edgelord Artorius. I don't know why you keep calling him an Edgelord. He's like <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, Artorius is cool. I so where do you yeah. put him on your list? He's a B. He's a cool B. B. Yeah. Interesting. Where, where is he for you? He's S. He's my favorite fight in the game by far. Oh, like oh, it's not cool. even close. He's my favorite oh. fight in the oh, game. Oh, tell me. Tell me. He's he's the most fun uh fight. I think the best Dark Souls bosses are dudes with swords. Like yeah. So in this game, Artorius is my favorite. In Dark Souls 2, Fume Knight is my favorite, who's a dude with two swords. Mm. Uh, in Dark Souls 3, <laughs> Gale is my favorite, who Three was basically... Ba- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gale was basically made as like a callback to Artorius. And so I just love learning his moves. And he's really, really hard. But every time I died, it was like, okay, I understand that move now. I know what yes. to look for. I can avoid that next time. It's it's a super fun fight. And then the story with Artorias is the best. I think it's the best and like most coherent kind of story within the Dark Souls lore, the Dark Souls 1 yeah. lore. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. So um, to- easy S tier for me. Easy. Yeah. I, I, I could have put him up in A or S for sure, but... I think it was getting to a point in the game where we, we'd opened up the DLC and, like, he, he was a fine fight. He wasn't too difficult for for mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't think I just got a chance to kind of get to know him, you know? He was he was oh. already... We already <laughs> killed him, you know, before he was he was done. And I think it was at a, at, at a point in the game where uh, I didn't really know about that part of the story. You know, I found out about it later. And I haven't gotten to the DLC in another playthrough really yet. Like, I've played the game probably five or six times and gotten to, you know, different areas of the game. You know, like the Four Kings or something. You know, yeah. And I never really... I kind of look at the DLC and go, ah, that's, that's another couple of hours, will I? Yeah. I mean, the DLC as a whole, I don't, I don't love the levels in the DLC, but I did... I did love fighting Artorius and it I got time to get to know him because it took me like 30 tries to beat Artorius by myself. Wow. But it That's was awesome. like a it was not a frustrating 30 tries. It was like a this is fun learning this fight. It's yeah, I, I saw it's you play still, Bloodborne and I can yeah. see where you would find that like he he's your cup of tea. Yeah. He's he's up there like I was just thinking like if I'm going to do a top five or top ten of all the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro bosses, Artorius would for sure be in the top ten, probably top five. So, yeah. Cool. After Artorius is, uh, we have three more left. So after Artorius is Kalamit, Black Dragon Kalamit. Ah, So in order to fight Kalamit, you have to get the giant guy to shoot him down out of the sky, which is cool. He says, me help anytime. And so <laughs> yeah. he has a solid bro move, shooting the dragon out of the sky. So how do you feel about Calamite? He He's a C. 
Okay. You know, um, he, he's fine. I mean, he's got a good setup. He's been he's been shot by the giant. Um, he comes down, but he's just a dragon. You know, he's just a generic mm-hmm. fantasy dragon. Um, he, I don't really know anything about him story wise. Um, and it, it, like he's got a nice big area. If you're co oping you can kind of like manage him quite well. I think mm-hmm. if you cut off his tail, do you get something? Yeah, you do. You get. Okay. Uh, you definitely get something for cutting his tail off. Yeah, I think that was the more fun aspect of that for the fight that we did, where we just kept going. You know, just 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 keep him busy while I cut off his tail. You know, like we yeah. weren't that concerned like with his threat or trying to get past him because he he just kind of felt optional in a sense. Like he, he wasn't is. in our yeah. he wasn't in our way to get to anything. Yeah, you have to go into his arena because uh, yeah. he won't mess with you otherwise. Yeah. Um, he's Calamite's a boss that like I know a lot of people really don't like, or a lot of people find him really hard. And um, I'm I have him in the B tier. Uh, I think he's cool and he's tough, but I didn't find him to be unfair. Like I I beat him on my second try or something yeah. like that. And like, well, I just said I fought Artorius over thirty times. Like I'm not trying to you know pull my gamer card out and say like look how good I am. But he just wasn't like that tough for me. And other there's one dragon fight in Dark Souls 2 that I think is better but other than that I think Calamite's the best dragon fight in uh the Souls games. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. It, it feels very Skyrim. You know. Ah, uh, uh, man, I don't know. Comparing anything combat-wise between Skyrim and Dark Souls feels like sacrilege to me cuz I I like <laughs> literally can't play Skyrim after this after Dark Souls. So. I, I haven't touched Skyrim, like, because um, I remember Skyrim and Dark Souls came out at the same time. As soon as I discovered Dark Souls, I literally have not finished Skyrim since 2012. Yeah. I've never finished the story, never looked at it since. Same. I've had no, like, no motivation to ever play Skyrim again, because I think Dark Souls does everything that people like about Skyrim better, except yeah. for, like, that loop of, like, going dungeon crawling and finding shit and bringing it back to town and selling it. Other than that, yeah. Dark Souls crushes Skyrim in every category. It's really no contest for me. So yeah. it's, we it's, got into <laughs> yeah, a little Skyrim bashing here. But but it calls back a kind of little comic I remember seeing where it was a, a picture of like the red dragon, I think burning um, uh-huh. the player. And it, this is like the difference between Skyrim and Dark Souls is that in da- in Skyrim, you get burnt by a dragon and you're like, oh, minus five HP. I'm grand. And then yeah. the dragon burns you in Skyrim. Poof, you're, you're ashes. You know, you're done. You're dead. You oh, know, you mean in Dark Souls? And brush. In Dark yeah. Souls, yes. Yeah. I have uh, mis- mis- said a word there. But it, the difference is, is there. Like, if a dragon was going to burn you with this fire breath, you would be a puddle. Yeah, you know, and that there's no other way about it. That's what happens in in Demon Souls. There's a couple dragons that, or there's a, mm. there's one that really fucks you up. And in this game, and in Dark Souls three, there's a uh, the same kind of dragon thing in the beginning. Yeah. So, there's, okay, there's some good dragons. Yeah, yeah. Usually not great dragons throughout the series, but I think Calamite is pretty good. 
And uh, Sin from Dark Souls 2 is is an excellent dragon fight, I think. But the other mm-hmm. ones kind of suck. Uh, anyway, speaking of suck, Manus. Yeah. We have two bosses left. Manus, the final boss of the DLC. Where do you have Manus? Manus is in there at a C for me. Okay. You know, he, he's... He, I, I really didn't like that your your NPC companion that you can choose to bring is so hard to find that you yes. wouldn't find it on your first try like that that just felt really kind of you know they, they, they missed linking up that part of the story and I think it's Sif isn't it it is Sif you know yeah. that, that's such a cool thing to add but just making it's... it so challenging which is not surprising for Dark Souls but yeah. just just leaving it completely out there in in no man's land or wherever it was and um, to get it's... is just kind of annoying it would have made the fight so much better yeah it's kind of hidden um i found it my first try because i was exploring but the the thing that sucks is that sif is terrible in that fight like when you bring um for that when you bring companions the bosses get extra hp and sif just gets destroyed by manis like he's good for holding manis's attention for you know 45 seconds but he's he he does like no damage to manis and manis just destroys sif every time so it's not worth it to bring sif in manis is in the d tier for me because he's the only boss in the game that i think is not fair um yeah he's too much like in a game where most of the bosses move relatively slowly you Mm -hmm. can you can like be patient and watch and learn uh, even quicker bosses like Artorius moves quickly sometimes, but his attacks are easy to learn. I thought Manus is so aggressive and he he's so big and he hits so hard. Like, I hate that fight. I don't think it's fair and I have to summon help to do it because like the fight begins. He comes up to me. I dodge an attack. I hit him a few times, but he's already in his next like wild combo Stunlock yeah. you, kills you. I don't know. I think it's bullshit. It's the yeah. only game. It's the only fight in the game other than Bed of Chaos that I would say is bullshit. Yeah, Mana sucks. D. It's it's it, it's unfortunate because he's the kind of instigator of the DLC. You know, he's the one that pulls you into the world. Yeah. The story um, is cool. The story behind yeah. Manus is cool, and Manus and Artorius and Sif is cool. And like, so you fight Artorius. And he's so like corrupted because of this like duel he's been fighting Manus. Um like or he's yes. been trying to hold the abyss back. And that's, that's really awesome. Um and then you kill Manus and all of the legends in the you know, um all the legends in the lore attribute killing Manus to Artorius when it was actually the chosen undead who did it. So Artorius oh, yeah. can have the glory, but the Manus yeah. fight sucks. Should let Artorius do it. You should be able to summon Artorius for that. There you go. That's exactly what would make that epic. Because like as 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 difficult and janky and unfair as Manus is, if you had Artorius, because he's he's in the story so much in the main game, he's in yeah. the DLC, it would make so much sense to have him there with you. You know, and maybe maybe then you fight Artorius. Maybe you do it differently. You know, you fight I, Manus first, yeah. and then you kill Manus. You know, that, 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 that's kind of cool. It's interesting. 
Yeah, I like it the way it is for story purposes where you fight Artorias first because you see the like corruption of the abyss and then after you beat Artorias you have to go down into the abyss and you get that kind of like look what this did to Artorias. Uh yeah. what am I going to do down there, you know? True, true, yeah. So I mean it's it's a, it's good the way it is, but I always like to change things. If I was uh if I was prepared, I actually would have had a tier list that just went like A B C D and then a tier, oh, A, B, C, D, F, and then a special bed of chaos tier because the bed of chaos is so bad it doesn't belong with the rest of the bosses and Manus <laughs> would be an F. But for now, uh, he's in the D. Uh, anyway, last boss of the game is Gwyn. So, Jack, where do you have Gwyn? Gwyn is S. He's the first one in S tier for me. I okay. think he's epic. And I, I have a lot of stories and kind of... Uh, like this about him but what about you you tell me where he is for you he's an s for me too awesome, totally yeah. like totally deserving of being up there cool um i i really like that he's just a guy he's just a normal he's a normal bloke um in his room he he's now. not some big monster and yeah. uh his 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 lead up to get to him is very well done Oh, through you the know, kiln is yeah, yeah. The kiln is a very cool level. Like just been blasted by fire. Yeah, and you just have the three black knights who are mm-hmm. kind of guarding him. Like that. That's just really cool because they're tough little mini bosses throughout the game. You have them to beat, and if you beat them, you should have hopefully a few Estes left. You know, or you just ran past them or something. They're yeah. they're tough roadblocks. Yeah, you got to just run past them. Um, yeah, Gwyn is cool for story reasons uh, because he is like this husk of what he used to be. What you saw in the opening cutscene, you know, he's throwing lightning spears, taking down dragons. He's like a total, like you know, badass god in the uh, yeah. opening cutscene. And by the time you get to him, he's he's pretty pathetic compared to what he used to be. But even in that state, if you don't parry, he's a really hard fight. He's tough. If you can yeah, he, parry, he's a total pushover. But he's my, he's my Artorius. Okay. You know, I didn't I didn't parry him at all. Uh, yeah. When I fought him, and my first playthrough, I didn't either. Nice. It it was a really emotional one for me because, as everyone has has heard multiple times, I mean, I co-opt my very first playthrough that I only just finished uh, last year with my best mm-hmm. friend Tom, and. He, when I, I found this out much later, is he actually completed most of the game and got to Gwyn's Fogwall and then said, mm-hmm. I made a promise with my friend Jack that I wouldn't complete Dark Souls without him, that we were going to mm-hmm. co-op it. And then he stopped playing. And and he did that <laughs> like back in 2012 or 13 and and didn't tell me. And I found out that only last year. And we played it again multiple times throughout the 10 years. And then we just said in 2020, we we're going to go through it all again. This time we get to the fog wall with Gwyn. We're there, the two of us, after this huge long journey. And mm-hmm. he's like, who should go first? And I went, well, you should go first, buddy, because you've been waiting so long to fight yeah. this guy. Absolutely go first. And we didn't know this, but when when you f- finished the the game and you, you complete the, you defeat Gwyn, he couldn't come back and help me. So I had to do it on my own. Um, and okay. and you've, heard, you've heard how Tom carried me so many times through the different bosses like the bed of chaos and like 
Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't whip out my gamer card at all with, with Dark Souls. I just love it because of the epic experience I had with my friend. So yeah. Tom finishes the boss and I'm, wi- I'm there with him and we're fighting away. And we absolutely double team this guy and we beat him. He's still really tough. But then when it came to me, man, it was so tough. I had my buddy Tom cheering me on the whole way. Like imagine playing Dark Souls and you're at the final boss and your best friend is like, come on, you can do it. And he's like watching your back. He's like, pop an Estus, you know, throw a dung bomb or something, you know, (laughs) all these strategies to fight him, you know, didn't even think about parrying the guy because it was so sweaty, pammed moment. And we we finally got through him and it was just epic. It was truly awesome moment. So S tier all the way. Yeah, my first playthrough, I didn't parry either because, like I said, I don't parry in Dark Souls. I I can't parry. So my first playthrough, I had such a hard time with him and I had to cheese him. There's a kind of waist-high rock in the arena or, like, maybe shoulder-height rock. And you can just kind of get him stuck on the rock. And so he'll swing, but he's too far away to hurt you and you can run up and hit him and, you know, retreat around the rock. And yeah. uh, that's how I beat him my first time is just total cheese strategy. And yeah. then my second time, uh, this was after I played Bloodborne. So I got kind of familiar, like parrying in Bloodborne is way easier than in Dark Souls, but I was a lot more familiar with like the idea. So I didn't parry the entire game uh, until I mm-hmm. got up there and I practiced a little bit on the Black Knights. Yeah, And then I was like, okay, I'm ready. And when you enter the arena, his first attack is always this like jump and then lunge at you from really far away. And that attack is really easy to parry. And then you take off, you know, a fifth of his health just from that. Yeah. And then it's game on. He's he's pretty easy. I think I died a few times just getting parry timing down. But um, yeah, real easy. But like the fact that if you fight him fair, he's a tough fight. And, you know, the like we said, the story and um how he's just a shell of what he used to be and it's kind of sad and the soundtrack that's playing in the background which we may have mentioned in the main episode i can't remember but the soundtrack that's playing during the gwyn fight is not the bombastic final boss fight you would expect it's a very sad uh piano piece and it's really really good just the whole package it's so well thought out you know, like yeah. you, you could even think that they, they knew exactly what they were going to do for, oh, yeah. for that whole area for, right from the beginning. You know, it's it's so well made, all of that area. It's very atmospheric. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, totally. I think, um, did you you did you finish it as a cleric? Um, yeah, for, I did. For your first... So you were probably throwing lightning bolts at Gwyn. <laughs> Not in the because uh, that was the playthrough where I was parrying and. Um, ah. My cleric, I used a shield and the mace, and then I switched to lightning magic when I when I was ready for it. So yeah. that one, I just fought him straight up and parried. My first playthrough, I played as a pyromancer, and I I didn't parry on that run. Yeah, at you all. You can imagine imagine throwing like a pyromancy fireball like win. Yeah, exactly. The whole like ba- bane thing. You merely like fight in the fire. <laughs> I was born in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly just does nothing to him like yeah. that would be kind of interesting you know he's just he's very epic and i like even yeah. the picture um where you see him in the trailer like they, they don't really build him up too much you know um yeah he's but he's it's up to you to kind of like 
see where he stands for you. Well, you see, you see in the trailer, like he's like Zeus, he's throwing this giant lightning spear, which is the picture on the tier list too. And so you're like, okay, that guy is badass. Like, I hope I don't have to fight him. And then (laughs) he's the final boss. Yeah. So it's epic. Very good. Um, let's, uh, let's run down. Let's run down before we do like, uh, kind of recap which, uh, which bosses we have in the uh let's say in the s tier a tier and then uh d and f kind of the 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 best and worst so we'll start with you jack um who do you have in the the d and f tier the lowest ones and then who do you have in the top s and a um for for my i don't have an f on my picture but i moved um bed of chaos from s tier um, and put like a big X on it, you know, so uh-huh. I know where that would be. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think with, with Ceaseless Discharge, I think, were my two like ones where I just like throw them down at the bottom, you know, cast them into the fire. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> the, two, the two chaos things, they're just kind of so bad. So yeah, mm-hmm. just throw them out there. That's it. Those are the only two I'd kind of put down there. All the D tiers, they're, they're fine. You know, they're meh, but they're still fine. Okay. Yeah. Who, so who do you have in the D tier? The D tier was Four Kings, Sanctuary Guardian, Gwendolyn, and uh, Centipede Demon. Okay. And then who do you have in the A tier and the S tier? Um. So my A tier was Gaping Dragon. Like uh, he really should be an S tier for me, but my S tier was pretty full. You mm-hmm. know, and I I just love the Gaping Demon, then Capra Demon, Nito, Stray Demon, and the Taurus Demon. Okay. You know, um, and then for S tier, Gwyn, Priscilla, uh, Pinwheel, Quaylag, uh, Seath, and Sif. So like, Seath and I, Sif. I, I, you, you could say like I have like the, the Hall of Fame in S and A uh, tiers. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people may, may have the same picks, picks there. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah. So on my list to recap, uh, F tier is the bed of chaos all by itself. Like I said, there should have been a special bed of ta- chaos tier, but as it stands, <laughs> F tier bed of chaos. Uh, D, I have the moonlight butterfly, four kings, Gwendolyn, ceaseless discharge, centipede demon, and Manus. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all the way up in the A tier, we have the asylum demon, the gaping dragon, Quelag, Ornstein and Smo, Pinwheel, and Stray Demon. That's the A tier. And then, you know, I'm a top three guy, a top three podcast. Oh, yeah. So my S tier is the top three. It is Sif, Gwyn, and Artorius in the S tier. That's so, really good. That's cool, yeah, man. It's, I'm, I'm happy with that S tier for sure. And uh, I did not plan this out before we did the episode, so that happened naturally right there. I'm happy yeah. with that. Top three podcast. So, yeah. I mean, I can't escape it. It's it's in my bones now. It is. It's the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those listening, uh, we are going to post these tier lists, the pictures on the Tales from the Backlog social media. Yeah. And we're also I'm also going to put a link to this tier list in the episode description so you can make your own and uh, share it with me and Jack if you want to. And before we go... Like we've said before, like we said in the other episode, uh, Jack is an artist. He did the 
cover art for this podcast. So Jack, will you let the listeners know one more time where they can find uh, the awesome artwork that you do? Um, you can find my artwork. Uh, most of it is comics and uh, Dark Souls related stuff and caricatures at Jack Allen Caricatures on Instagram. And if you don't know how to spell that, you can check that in the description. Yes. Um, because <laughs> it's a very hard word to spell sometimes if you're dyslexic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out in the descriptions. And um, here, maybe uh, I could send you, David, some of the few drawings I've done of Dark Souls, the ones I mentioned, Nito. Oh, yeah. Ceaseless with Steve Buscemi, and you could put them oh, up yeah. on, the, uh, on the channel as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, that could be fun. For sure. Um, well, I'm trying we'll to definitely get, I'm trying, share the... <laughs> I'm trying to draw all the bosses, but with yeah. Steve Buscemi incorporated into them. Okay. And remember, <laughs> uh, had any of these bosses been designed in, in the actual game with Steve Buscemi's face, they would have been one rank higher. So uh, yeah. Artorius with Steve Buscemi's face would have been a double S tier for me. But as it stands, <laughs> here's, what can, we're, here's where we're at. Can you imagine Ceaseless Buscemi? <laughs> <laughs> Buscemi Discharge. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so we're going to end on that note. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, and if you want to support Tales from the Backlog, again, the best thing you can do is to share it with your friends and give a rating and review on platforms that allow it, such as Apple Podcasts and I believe Podcast Addict. Uh, but I'm an iPhone guy. I don't know a whole lot about that app. So leave a rating and review. Tell your friends. Uh, follow on the social media pages that is at Tales from the Backlog on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at TFTBLPod. But like Jack said, all social media links are in the episode description. No need to try and spell anything by yourself. It's 2021, 2022 uh, by the time you hear this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, no need to spell anything. Check the episode description. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, if you want to make your own tier list and share it with uh, me and Jack, I'm sure we'd be happy to talk about it. Uh, Dark Souls is a game that both of us love. We are at about five hours of podcasts total on Dark Souls, so you can tell how much me and Jack love it. So, uh, Jack, dude, thanks for coming on and doing the tier list and the big main episode again. Uh, thanks for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. I love Dark Souls, man. I love hanging out with you. Um, yeah. I hope everyone enjoys this chat. Yeah, it's been good. So see everybody next time. Ciao. Thank you.